Before we get on to how to praise God in the midst of the storm, I want to talk about what a storm is. We're going to read a little bit about Job, who was in the Old Testament. And what had happened with Job, he was a righteous man. And God had went up to, or Satan had went up to God and said, you know, this man praises you. This man makes offerings to you because you're good to him. You know, why don't you let me do a few things to him and then see if he still praises you. So we're going to see from Job three ways that Satan tested him and some of the storms we're similar to that are similar to what we have. Starting with verse 13 of Job chapter 1. Now there was a day when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them when the Sabaeans raided them and took them away. Indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword and alone have escaped. I alone have escaped to tell you. What they were doing there, they were messing with his income. He was probably some type of a farmer that had a lot of animals. I know our finances are one of the ways we can go through a storm. We can lose a job. We can have things at home break down. You know, maybe a microwave or a refrigerator when you're not expecting it. And that can be a storm to some people because if you don't have the money when something goes out, that's a storm. Going on with verse 16. While he was still speaking, another came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven, and while he was still speaking, uh, I'm sorry, burned up and sheep, burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. So he had three different stages where his money had just been taken away from him. He was probably a very wealthy man in that time. And all his cattle got took, his sheep got took, his servants were killed. So basically he lost his job. He lost his way of a living. And then the next step, verse 18, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head. And he fell to the ground and worshipped. So what's happened here? He's just lost all of his income. He's without a job. And if that's not bad enough, all of his children are killed instantly. You know, so Job has received two storms right there, back to back. But what does it say? Verse 20, he fell to the ground and worshipped. You know, he didn't say, God, you've did this to me. I'm walking away. I worshipped you when you gave me the good, but I can't take the bad, so get out of my life. He worshipped him. And if that wasn't enough, starting with verse 21. Well, finishing up verse 21. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22, in all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. I'm not going to read verse chap verse, the verses in chapter 2, 
but he goes on to his body, starts getting, getting sick. You know, after he'd took his money, he had took his children, then he physically attacks him in the third of the storms. So that's what I call a storm. Next, I'm going to talk about why we should praise God. You know, because we can come in here and we can praise God, but we really don't know why. Or, you know why after a while, but if you don't know why, there's thousands of reasons, but I'm going to cover four. The first reason we should praise Him is because God does not change. Malachi 3.6 and Hebrews 13.8 both say that God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means what He tells me, I can tell my kids, and they can tell their kids because it's not going to change. 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ came and died on the cross to save us because he loved us so much, he still loves us that much. 1,000 years from now, if we're still around, he's still going to love us that much because he does not change. He gave us our word and his promises. And in his word, what it says is true. It holds true now. It will hold true in the future. It will never change. Second reason I have that we should praise him, God knows more about us than we know about ourselves. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. The book of Matthew talks about God knows the number of hairs on our head. Our parents don't know the numbers of hair on our head. Our parents didn't create us. But God knows all that. He knows, our, he knows what we're going to say before we say it. You know, and that's worthy of praise in itself because he knows us so well. He knows the storms that are going to happen to us next week, a month down the road, a year down the road, 10 years down the road. He already knows it. He's done working out a plan to take care of it. The third reason, praise keeps Satan away from us. When we praise the Lord, Satan leaves. His presence leaves. In 1 Samuel, verse 16 Chapter 16, verse 23. And so it was, whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. The Spirit, when you're, you're having a bad day, you know, there's a difference between just having a bad day and a spiritual battle. If you've been a Christian very long at all, you know that we go through spiritual battles. There will be days when things just happen, and you know, this cannot be right. Satan is behind this. He, he has got his hand on this. Well, this tells us when we praise God, if we praise him, if we sing psalms to him, that spirit will leave because the same as Saul, when he was tormented by this distressing spirit, Whenever David would come and he would play the Psalms for him, this spirit would leave. And I know this to be a fact, or at least it's worked in my life. If I'm having a bad day, if I turn on praise and worship music, I normally start feeling better. My attitude starts changing. Fourth thing I get, reason I have to praise him, praise gets us into God's presence. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and bless his name. One of the reasons in a church service that we start off with praise and worship music is we are inviting his presence to come in. There's, I went to a well-known healing evangelist once, and his theory was he would praise and worship for a good hour, 
You know, he would wait for the presence to come, and then when it got here, that's when he would start to preach. When the presence of the Lord had fell in the building, before he started to pray for people, he would make sure that they had praised him long enough to where his presence was in there, in this place. Many Christians will go around defeated. You know, they will seem like they have no joy in their life. It's just like, you talk to someone, it's like, oh man, my day's been awful. You know, this happened, that happened. If they will get in their prayer closet and start praising the Lord, those attitudes will change. You know, you will feel the presence of the Lord come upon you. Praise you, Lord. Those are just a few reasons to praise Him. You know, I, I want to talk about a personal thing that happened to me just this week. You know, the storms that go on in our life, no matter how it feels towards you, you might feel like you can't go on anymore, but there will come a point where He says He will not put on anything on you that you cannot handle. Just this last week, mine and my wife's, both of our vehicles tore down. Our daughter had just got out of the hospital for some fluke infection. Me and my wife were joking around. She knew I had to preach the next two weeks, and she said, we need to go get you a suit. And I said, well, joking around, I said, if the Lord provides money for a suit, I'll go get it. And I didn't even pray it. I was more, I don't know if it was cynical, but I just said, okay, if he provides it, I'll go get it. It wasn't two days later that we received a a card in the mail that had $500 in it, five $100 bills. And I was like, okay, Lord, you know, I didn't even ask. And you helped me out. You knew I was at my breaking point. You knew you'd put so much on me. And I prayed, I was like, Lord, I can't handle no more. And at that very moment, he stepped in. He showed off. And he said, here, he helped out. It was something little, but I knew he was there. You know, it's like, it comes in the mail. I hadn't even prayed for it. And I was like, Lord, only you knew that. No one around me knew it. You know, this was from God. God showed up and he moved. At the time in my life when I didn't know what was going on, you know, I, I didn't question him. But I was like, why? He showed up and he did something like that. That might seem small to some of you, but that was pretty big to me. You know, that's like, God, you're there. I have a few things that will help us praise God when we go through the storms in our life. The first one is we need to have a solid foundation before we worry about anything else. Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49 says this, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And Jesus Christ is the rock in this verse. And when the flood came, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of the house was great. Once Jesus Christ becomes our foundation, we know that nothing else matters. 
We know that our eternity is set in stone. We have made our appointment in heaven. Anything else we do can be built upon that foundation. But if we don't have that foundation, you know, I cannot imagine losing a child if I did not have Jesus Christ in my life. You know, sometimes we will go through things so the world, the people that don't know Jesus Christ can see us and we can show them how to get through it, how we handle it. Because if we don't know how to handle it, being Christians, having him as our foundation, the world will not know how to do it. You know, they will crumble, but when they see us, it's a testimony because that's our, we have the peace. We go through trials and we go through storms, but Jesus Christ is there. We know he's there. The second thing, we must love God more than anything else. Matthew chapter 10, verses 37 through 39. He who loves mother or father more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, he's not saying that we have to hate our mother and father or our brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. He's saying the principle should be if we love him more than anyone else, then we're going to make it through the storms of our life. There will come a day if I live long enough that I'll probably have to walk by a casket of my wife and my children, close family members. You know, anyone here that I associate with could one day leave me. But Jesus Christ, he will never leave me. If I'm close with him, if I'm praying to him every day, if I'm walking with him, he's going to be there. You know, if I get up first thing in the morning and talk to my wife every day, if she's gone, that's going to devastate me. It would devastate me anyway. But if I wake up every morning and talk to Jesus Christ, say, Lord, good morning. You know, what do you have for me today? That's always going to be there throughout the rest of my life. That's not going to change. So if that's in place, I can praise him no matter what comes. If he never did another good thing for me in my life, I would still have to praise him, you know, because he's good. Many of you might have heard of this, but Greg Laurie, a famous evangelist out in California, here just less than a month ago, lost his 33-year-old son in a car accident. He was devastated by it. But the next Sunday, he got up and preached, and he said the title of his sermon was, I Still Believe. You know, he had that foundation. He loved God more than his son. You know, and having a terminally ill daughter, you got to get to that point. You know, is God your foundation? If not, you're not going to stand. When those trials come, you're going to crack. You're going to fall apart. You're going to say, God, I hate you. I want you out of my life. You have took this from me. But if he's our foundation, yes, thank you, Lord. If he's our foundation and we love him more than anyone else, we're not going to crack. We're not going to crumble. We're going to keep on rolling. No matter what comes, he's walking with us. Like the old... Uh, there's a poster out called Footprints. Many of you might have heard it, but it's where the guy's in heaven and he sees the, there's only one set of footprints 
in the times when he's in trouble in his life, when the bad times come, the storms came, he's talking to God and God says, well, I was carrying you and God will carry you through your storms. If you're faithful to him, he will be faithful to you. Third thing, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, we will be able to praise him in no matter what storm. When Peter was out to sea, Jesus was walking to him on the water. Jesus said, Peter, walk to me. So Peter starts walking to him. And as long as he keeps his eyes on Jesus, he's walking on the water. But he starts looking around to see the water splashing, see the thunder coming, the rain coming. He starts sinking because he took his eyes off of Jesus. You know, there's many times I was talking to one of my relatives and they were saying, you know, I know God is, tr- God is real, but sometimes he just don't seem it. He seems so far away. I've walked with him, I've prayed to him, but he just don't seem like he's there when I go through these things. And I told him, I was like, you got to keep your eyes on Jesus because if you're looking at the mountain, if you're magnifying it, it gets bigger and bigger. And Jesus gets smaller if you're focusing on something else and not him. But when you focus on him, those mountains get smaller. Those storms get smaller because what he says is eternal. You know, his word is tried and true. One of the last things I want to talk about is we need to remember that everything belongs to God. You know, no matter what, he created us. He's going to create my children's children. He's already got the plan for them. You know, he created my parents, their parents. He created our jobs. He created everything else. Stephen Curtis Chapman, a famous singer, lost his daughter Maria in May. She was six years old. And this one really touched my heart because, you know, I have a five-year-old daughter, but she's getting ready to turn six that's terminally ill. And he lost his daughter. I was like, that really tested his relationship. Uh, Or should I say that is a test for your relationship when you lose a child or lose a husband or a wife. So the world was watching him. Here's this famous Christian singer who says, how's he going to handle it? You know, is he going to keep his beliefs or is he just a closet believer? Does he just say he's a Christian or how's he going to handle this storm? So what he did, he wrote a new verse to a song he had. There was a song on his last album that came out called Yours and it was already out. But what he did was he went into the recording studio and he wrote a new verse to that song and I'm going to read some of it to you. I've walked the valley of death's shadow so deep and dark that I could barely breathe. I've had to let go of more than I could bear and I've questioned everything that I believe. But still, even here in this great darkness, a comfort and hope come breaking through. As I can say in life or death, God, we belong to you. It's all yours. You know, I heard that song and I was amazed. It's like, that's who I want to be like. I can handle storms, but I want to get to that point. God, everything is yours. You know, like Job, we will worship when bad things come. When you give or you take away, we will turn back to praise you. I want you guys to listen to this song. 
as she sings it and just let it listen to the words and let it resonate in your hearts. God's amazing. I was sure by now that you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in to save the day. And once again, I'll say amen. And it still rains And as your thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you And as your mercy falls I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives And takes away I'll praise you in this storm And I will lift my hands For you are who you are No matter where I am And every tear I cry You hold in your hand You never left my side And though my heart is torn I will praise you in this storm Tumbled in the wind You heard my cry You raised me up again My strength is almost gone I cannot carry on If I can't find you And as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you Pulse. Raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And I'll praise you in this storm and I will lift my hands for you are who you are no matter where I am and every tear that I've cried you hold in your hands you never left my side And though my heart is torn I will praise you in this storm I lift my eyes into the hills Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord The maker of heaven and earth I lift my eyes into the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. 
And I'll praise you in this storm And I will lift my hands For you are who you are No matter where I am And every tear I cried You hold in your hands You never left my side And though my heart is torn I will praise you in this storm stand and bow your heads. Right now, if you've not made Jesus Christ your foundation, if you've not asked him to come and live within you, made him the Lord and Savior of your life, this is the opportunity to do it. In just a minute, we're going to be up here praying for all needs. But if you would like to, us to pray for your relationship with Jesus Christ, if you want to just raise your hand up right now. Father, we thank you for your presence here in this place. Lord, as we pray for people here in a minute, Lord, we just ask that your presence drop into this building, drop upon your people. Lord, you know the needs, you know the ones that are gonna come up here before they even come. So I just ask for your, your healing touch to flow in this place, no matter what it is, whatever need, because you are good. We will praise you in the good times and we will praise you in the bad times. For those who, when I call, don't come down, I would like for the rest of you just to praise the Lord in your own way. We're going to praise Him. We're going to let His Spirit fall in this place. We're going to pray for the ones that do come. And we're going to pray until we get a breakthrough. Many of you here might have been going through a storm in your life, one that you feel that you just can't go on any longer. Some of you might be here and feel that you won't even be back next Sunday. This storm is so bad if you don't get some relief. And, and I don't care how little it is, how big it is, it's all big to God. You know, you're his children and he wants you here. He wants you to know that he loves you. He wants you to know that if you don't feel him during the storms of your life, he's there. He's there. 